0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm Eric Fisher. This is the podcast where we talk to the people behind the productivity, not just to learn about how to be more effective and efficient, but about doing work with meaning and purpose. This week, I'm talking with Amy Lynn Andrews. And as you listen, you'll hear us talking about time chunking, roles and goals, and dealing with the fire hose of information. Before we get into it, I want to say thank you to Doodle for sponsoring this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Doodle is an online scheduling tool that takes away that pain of creating online meetings between you and one or more people. I am one of 24 million monthly users Doodle has who use Doodle to take away that headache. It's so easy to use. All you need to do is go to beyondthetodolist.com slash Doodle. Get started for free. And then you can send time availability polls to the people that you need to meet with. And it saves you the hassle of having to ask everybody, does this work? Pick one of these times and then have everybody get back to you. And it's all a different time. Instead, you send out a bunch of times and they pick which ones. And then Doodle tells you which one works for everyone. It's so much simpler. It's so much better than what we've been doing, playing ping pong back and forth about what does and doesn't work. Trust me, you need to get started using Doodle to take away that meeting scheduling headache. Go to com slash doodle. They even have public, individual, personalized branding pages called Meet Me. Go check all this out at com slash doodle. When you try it out, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. This week, it's my privilege to talk to Amy Lynn Andrews. Amy, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Eric. Thanks for having me.
0: So you have just a ton of roles in your life, like many of us, actually. Um, We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all the different roles that you have, how you balance or blend or... If you have any other different terminology for that, how your perspective is on that uh, and lots of other things. So let's dive in. Let's just get going. What kind of roles and goals and time commitments do you have?
1: Well, let's see. I think probably the two main ones are, uh, first of all, my husband and I kind of tag team. So we homeschool our kids and we also each work kind of part-time it I say kind of part-time because you know how it goes because <laughs> <laughs> family's say? a
0: full-time job already so.
1: <laughs> that's right yeah and then our jobs seem to you know balloon into the nooks and crannies of life as well
0: oh that's a good way to put it to balloon into it where if you just keep blowing on it it, it kind of uh what's the best way to say it? adapts to the space around it and fills in the, the any available space
1: that's it great. really does. That's a good yeah. visual
0: metaphor. <laughs> okay. So you're both working sort of part-time. You're full-time family as well as homeschooling your kids on top of, well, I guess maybe aside from um, you're not just blogging anymore You're or at all, really. L- let's talk about that transition a little bit as well. Um, are you still blogging? And if not, is it all the newsletter now
1: it's mostly the newsletter, which for me I call it the newsletter, uh, but it's you know the same thing yes so it was a few years ago that I just really started to see things changing shifting let's say in in the blogosphere, whatever you want to talk, nice. call it yes <laughs> and um, you know things that people started talking about. A few things, one of them was a lot of people just started saying, I don't read blogs anymore." And of course, social media at that point was also becoming more and more and more of a thing. And I noticed that a lot of the conversations were not happening so much on uh, blogs as they were on social media. So those are some of the things that started make me think about, hmm, where is blogging going, and where is it going for me in particular? And I guess it was in probably the spring of 2013 that I started realizing, you know, my readers obviously are the things that are most important to me. But if I just keep blogging, what's going to happen eventually is that if things keep going the way that they're going, I'll be totally dependent on those readers coming to me. So I just decided that instead of Continuing with the blogging as I was doing it, you know, blogging, putting up a new post every couple mm-hmm. days or every, every week or whatever. I thought, you know what? I'll sit, I'll share the same information, but I'll share it in a weekly newsletter. So they're getting what they want to get, but it's a little bit more convenient because it's bite sized for them it also helped cut through the noise, I think, because back then, you know, it was just like, man, we're just churning out blog posts as fast as we could write them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think it, it, it kind of eliminated the fire hose, you know, ish sort of noise. And, uh, for me, of course, it was nice because then I had permission to go to them first instead of waiting for them to come to me.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And, and, You know, not being a blogger but being a podcaster, I think that's almost something podcasting may have influenced blogging with. Maybe in this sense, do you think? Um, Because you subscribe to a podcast and then it's just that one show from that from your selected group of people that you've uh, allowed in on that channel. And and in your case, it's you know my your email, my email. So I think it's similar. It's being more selective. It's being less. Hey, let's just go out there and browse through my Twitter feed or my Facebook news feed to see what's happening. You've carefully selected, or hopefully, your listeners have care—not listeners, readers have careful. In my case, it's listeners um, have carefully selected what it is they want to see, hear, whatever, and hopefully, you make the cut. Is that?
1: I totally agree with that. I think blog, uh, podcasting, and you know, just the video. All of these different media, media, mediums. What's the correct? Uh, you know what? I
0: think. I think both of those t- mediums is what they all are, channels wise. But I think yeah. media is the, the conglomerated whole of all of them, or even individual. It, exactly. it all gets messy. At least you didn't say content. Sometimes yeah. I hate that
1: word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's changing back in the day when I started blogging, blogging was sort of all there was, you know, you, you would visit blogs and that's what you would do. Then social media, of course, and everybody's now specializing. So you, you know, people like you, you're a podcaster and, you know, then you have the YouTubers and now you even have the Periscopers and, you know, so people just, they just have to, everybody's just kind of got to figure out what works best for them and then go for it. It's no longer, um, you know, a handful of blogs that you would read to kind of cover everything. You know, I think now you really follow people more than you follow a website.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I think that there's that. And I think that's at least I know that's for me. That's my experience is I, I have found that I tend to have that group of people that I follow and they're the only ones that I follow, or or I'm connected to, so to a certain extent, on the majority of these, um, you know, media, mediums, whatever, <laughs> and channels, and uh, and then I want to get their stuff. But there's that select few, like I said, that I think my email inbox that I that I allow them to show up in there, you know. Yeah. So, me too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, ha- have you found a difference between? The time commitment then, for you as the as the creator uh, for your blogging your blog posts versus the newsletter has that changed at all. Or, at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed indeed what's something that works so well it basically feels like magic for me i'm thinking air conditioning noise canceling headphones definitely meeting free fridays what about selling with shopify checkout 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort. Thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond. Again, go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash beyond.
1: I think the time commitment is probably similar. The major difference is that I enjoy writing the newsletter a lot more than I enjoy writing a blog post. I don't know why that really is. I think it's just, it suits me better. And I think, you know, everybody's kind of got to get to that point where they figure out, you know, what really works for them.
0: I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that you know that um, it's a difference in perspective of the intended audience. You know, like for, for writing a blog post, you're thinking in broad terms and I hope everyone in the world reads this, but when it's your newsletter, letter, you know, it's everybody that's subscribed to it. You know that they're going to actually receive it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that is true. Definitely. It's a different, you, you it's more intimate. Email yeah, is more intimate, yeah. you know? And so you're, I kind of feel like I'm writing to a friend as a as opposed to you know the world at large like you said
0: yeah and i think and i i recently was talking with some other podcasters and even heard another one talk about the the intimacy of podcasting and and he used to be in radio and so he was saying you know you don't talk to you, there's different tips and tricks and whatever and you don't talk to um just the guest or just the other person you, or and, and another no-no is to do what i'm going what i'm about to do as an example is to hey you the listener and refer to just them and talk to them quote unquote them and kind of you know alienate them but i think podcasting is different from radio in that sense that the the intimacy of hey you and i are having a conversation right now and everybody else has chosen to dial in and almost gets an exclusivity Slash intimacy, you know beyond the curtain behind the curtain, I guess I should say, um, listen to to the conversation, you know, so I, I think that and and every other medium kind of has those tips and tricks as well to do that, so cool
1: yeah, although I think you know one of the main things that I know that I've struggled with as a blogger is trying to convey adequately or accurately through. T- through text, what I'm really thinking in my head or what I would say to you if you're sitting next to me, you know? So I think podcasting is great for that. Of course, you know, it's just, it's a lot more 3D, you know, which I think is great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, so we've covered that role a bit. Um, what, t- without skipping here over this, the newsletter, what, If people are are not subscribed to that, now that we've talked all around it, what type of content – oh, I use the word um, (laughs) – will people – what will people find that you have written if they subscribe?
1: Yes. Great question. I have always blogged about blogging tips. That's kind of what I became known for. I I don't have aspirations to be the blogging tips girl for the rest of my life. And I just think blogging has changed so much, you know, that I don't think you can talk about just blogging anymore. So a lot of it is about what, you know, whether you want to be a person who works online or you want to be an author and you're building your platform or you want to figure out ways to make money, um, either as a blogger or as a, in, in a different way online. It's kind of like a, a general, like, hey, this is my life, and these are the things that I'm doing. We have this kind of interesting setup in our house, which is, you know, we have our kids home for school, and then we each work part-time. We tag team. We do this tag team thing. We've sort of, you know, to use Tim Ferriss' term, lifestyle design, we've created this lifestyle, and it's it's working for us, and and it's great, and we really enjoy it. So if you're interested in, you know, kind of getting tips and hints about that, or, you know, I share a lot about what other people are doing. Cool things I find online, like, hey, this person is doing this really interesting thing. You know, I'm not necessarily going to do it, but some of you out there might be interested. So it's really, I'm really coming from a a point of, if you're interested in this type of lifestyle, um, working online, using the internet to really, you know, really amplify what you're doing already in your life and what you're already excited about um and maybe turning that into income you know come on come on come on this ride with me and I'll <laughs> tell you what I can what I find you know because I I'm, I'm just constantly wading through the internet and finding the gems and finding the interesting things and um that's that's my favorite pastime of of all time. So maybe the newsletter is really just my excuse to kind of go down internet rabbit holes, (laughs) you know, and put them all together in a way that's, um, you know, you can wake up on a Saturday morning. I actually have a lot of people email me and tell me, you know what? I wake up on Saturday morning and yours, I'm always looking forward to the newsletter. It's like this little treat I get in my inbox each, each Saturday. So I think it's just, um, you know, just for anybody who's interested in that type of thing.
0: And that's the frequency. It's every Saturday morning.
1: Yeah, it's every Saturday morning, 5 (laughs) a.m. Nice.
0: Well, and so I hear you saying that the, the newsletter is essentially you telling your story of your family's journey to do what you're doing, which we'll jump into a little bit deeper in a minute. And then you're sharing options of things that you found of ways other people are doing that as well.
1: Yeah, it's probably more that it's more, the focus is more on the tips, like the actionable mm-hmm. tips, um, thus the name use letter tips you can use. Right. Yeah. Um, but I usually do put in a little bit of, um, a personal thing, maybe something that I've, uh, you know, just done in my, you know, in real life life. <laughs> and then also some behind the scenes things, what I've done in my own business, like, Hey, I changed my homepage again and this is why, or I'm trying this new tool or, you know, things like that.
0: That's awesome. I love that you've done this and switched over from blogging, that you had the courage to do that actually because a lot of people would say, oh, man, I don't know if I could shut down my blog and have it just be a once-a-week thing that gets sent to somebody's email address. But I think you're actually leveraging that that place that, again, people are more selective of and you're creating what people really want to get there. So. And and fighting that fire hose of, of online info, like you said, what are some of those other tips though that you use personally to fight um, that fire hose?
1: Well, first of all, I'm not good at fighting
0: the fire hose. <laughs> nobody nobody just... that's an ex- nobody that's a quote unquote expert in that area, including myself, can really say that they know how to do it. Awesome, but what are what are some of the things that have worked for you at times? Let's put it that way.
1: All right. All right. Um, I think one of the things that I am really struggling with actually at this very moment is fighting with the pen and paper thing, <laughs> which is like such a, it seems like such an elementary, um, an elementary tip. I don't know, but I find myself being drawn to the pen and paper, uh, way of doing things a lot more, even though I love apps and, and everything I I'm beginning to wonder, are apps really in the long run, really making me more efficient, more productive? I don't know, you know, to have everything in one spot on a piece of paper or something I can just jot down quickly. Um, I think that's one that's one important thing. Now I will I will give a plug for an app that I think does that well. It's called Drafts. Have you heard of Drafts? Oh, yeah, Drafts
0: is awesome. I love it. And yet, like you said, I think sometimes certain tools are best suited for um some things but not others. And like you said, the the pen and paper for me is something where I don't know, I find capturing and i had another conversation with somebody else that on an, on an episode that'll be out after this in fact um where they were saying you know there's diff- there's different cognitive um uh let's put it as uh, bents that, that um your brain wants to when capturing uh use something more tangible but maybe to work with it later digital would work better i don't know <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like this constant battle. I'm glad to know that I'm not I'm not weird. Yeah, you're not alone <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> in that, trust me. <laughs> I mean, I've heard other people say it too, but um, you know, the 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 draw towards pen and paper, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. For me, I know what's important is keeping everything in one place. Mm-hmm. One thing that I have Struggled with also is, you know, having 50 apps and all 50 do one little tiny thing. And after a while, you're like, wait, where did that go? And what, what was I going to, where was that tool? You know, how does that tool fit into my system and stuff? So I think for a lot of people, you just have to figure out what, um, you know, how, how things work for you. Are you a visual person? Do you need to see sort of the big picture? Um, are you somebody who kind of likes to get the nitty-gritty details in there and then you know figure out what works from there.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. What were you going to say about drafts? I feel like I cut you off a little
1: bit there. Oh, 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 I guess what I was going to say about drafts is that I th- I think of it sort of like as a for anybody who doesn't know what drafts is, I think of it as a as a post office, right? So let's say I have a stack of letters and packages that I need to send off to all of these different places. I would just take the whole stack to the post office and hand it over, and they would make sure that it got to where it was going. For me, drafts works like that, but just digitally. So I think of all of the little tidbits of information that come into my head at different points during the day. Maybe it's a text that I need to send to my husband, or it's a search I want to do on Amazon, or it's a note I want to capture in Evernote, right? So all of the tidbits come in my head. And so I just only have to, instead of opening up the text app or Evernote or whatever, I just open up drafts and which is connected to all of those things. I, I type in the little tidbit in my head and then basically just, you know, tell drafts where to send it so that when I go back later, then I know that it's already there.
0: Oh, interesting. So it's not like, uh, let's see if I can if I can train or not train, um, take your metaphor a little bit further. So if you have drafts on your phone, I assume you're using it on your phone. Uh-huh. right? If you have your phone with you and you're sitting doing something else that you should be doing and suddenly something pops into your head, you open up drafts, you throw whatever it is in there. And instead of, say, going to do that Amazon search really quickly, you type in do the Amazon search for insert whatever here into drafts. And then you save that for later to come back through and process through those things.
1: Yeah, you can do that using – use it as sort of like an inbox um, capturing tool like Mm -hmm. that, which is definitely how I use it. But also you can use it – like if I'm – let's say I'm sitting down and I'm writing something – you know, and I think to myself, "Hey, I want to Google that. what is that What's the definition of that word or whatever? I can do it right in drafts, but also if drafts is open, and I think at the same time, Oh wait, that reminds me i've got to you know text my husband about x, y, and z. I can do that right then too it's just you don't have to think about you know wait where am i now where do I have to go now It's kind of just eliminates a yeah. step
0: and, and 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 what I meant to say by taking your metaphor a bit further was. Uh, but left it out inadvertently, was it using your post office metaphor, you're saving yourself from having to go to the post office with every single letter. You're bundling them up for later.
1: Yeah, bundling up for later and then just letting them deliver things where they need to go.
0: Yeah, that's great. I love that. And in fact, that sounds a little bit like time chunking which I know you – here's here's that word again. Here You're an expert, quote-unquote, in from your book. So let's dive into that a little bit. I, and I know there's people like saying, no, go back to the tools. I want to hear more <laughs> of that. But I think you, you said it best when you said you got to figure out what your needs really are and what your style really is if you're visual or you're digital or a hybrid of – I think we're all kind of a hybrid at this point. We can't totally avoid – technology i guess to a certain point Mm -hmm. but uh you know we can we can learn to play along or be friends with it i don't know (laughs) (laughs) learn to be friends with the cyborgs i guess but uh yeah so your book let's talk about that a little bit with your with time chunking and telling your time
1: yes so it's tell your time is it basically came out of um I was I was working with a blogger at the time and she was asking me questions about how to organize her time and I kind of shot up shot off this email to her one day and said this is how it makes sense in my brain like how you would set up your time and she emailed back and she was like wow that's that's so great you need to put that in an ebook and I thought to myself what <laughs> I'm not I don't enjoy writing I mean writing is not my um you know a passion of mine so I was like well I don't know but then I was so intrigued. This was back in 2010 when, you know, all the ebook the ebook rage kind of was coming on the scene. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll use this as a way to figure out the ebook writing process or the self-publishing process. So that's how it really came came about. And I just I put together um, everything that I had, I fleshed it out a little bit more, put together in put it all together in an ebook and launched it at the end of 2010. And it's called tell your time. And it's basically just my system of how, you know, what makes sense to me, you know, to structure your schedule. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify,
0: the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. So then let's talk through this practically. Let's take what you've talked about in the book and – Talk about how you've applied that to your roles and your tag teaming with the homeschool and the work with your husband and everything like that. What are, you know, because I know <laughs> some people are thinking, yeah, it's great if, you know, I, I wish that I could, I wish that me and my spouse could both work part time and make enough money and then also homeschool our kids. How do you do that?
1: <laughs> right, exactly. You know, and I've had people say that to me. In fact, I think there's an Amazon review it was, and, and his review was basically like, well, that's nice for you. You know, you're not a normal person, right? <laughs> you know? Well, I think that a lot of it has to do with just the way that you think about how you approach it. Right. So, I mean, my husband and I, I mean, ever since we got married, we were kind of the nine to five, you know, single income family. And, but then we started thinking about, Okay, can this online thing do something as far as income? I mean, can it replace our income how How can this work? So I think what happens is when i started when I took a step back and I started thinking about how we were applying our uh, our or how we were investing our time. I think we were, and I think a lot of people, what they do is they are presented with something that they need to do, whether it's soccer practice for the kids or, you know, an event that they're invited to here or there or whatever. And then they just look at their calendar and say, is there space in there? Um, Yeah. Okay. There's space. Sure. We can do it. Or sorry, there's no space. We can't do it. But I think that that's that's an okay, I think, an okay way way of doing it. I think that it works for some people. But it doesn't really ask, it doesn't answer the question, is this something that I want to do? So in Tell Your Time, my approach is really starting from the very, very basics, which which to me are, what are the roles in your life that are important to you? And then what are the goals that you have for each of those roles? So I've, for me, for example, I would say, okay, so my roles in life are, I'm a mom, I'm a spouse, um, I have, you know, I need some self care in there and I'm a business owner, right? And okay, and a and homeschooler. So these are the roles that I, that are important to me. And then I thought about, okay, for each of those roles, what are, let's say three goals that I want for each. So for example, um, you know, you might say for my, in my marriage as a spouse, I want to have, um, you know, a great marriage that one that's growing, not just kind of, we're not tolerating each other. We're really growing. So, all right, that's great. Now, how can I, uh, meet that, meet that goal uh, or how can I be that, spells, right? And so I'll take, I'll make a goal, which is I, I need to spend quality time with my husband. Okay. So once I've got the goal, then I assign an activity to that, to meet that goal. And the activity would be, um, let's say uninterrupted face-to-face time every day. So for my husband and I, from 6 to 7 a.m. every morning, it's, it's in the schedule that we have uninterrupted face time so that I mean, in real life, not FaceTime on our phones. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, you know, so before the kids wake up, we can talk about our days, talk about what's going on, you know, and just connect. And then you would go through each of your roles and you would decide what are my goals for that role? And then what are the activities that I can do to meet those goals? Then you look at your weekly schedule and you say, okay, given the activities that I want to do, I'm going to just plug those in. And so like for example that ex- for uh that time in the morning for my husband and I, you know, that's not going to happen really unless you're deliberate about it. At least not for us. You have to really, f- you know, be deliberate about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So then when it comes it comes to business and homeschooling, we say, you know what, these are really important roles of ours. And we have these goals for those things. And we just have to rethink what we're doing. So is working a nine to five job, if we both want to homeschool, is working a nine to five job going to help us meet the goals for, for homeschooling? Well, it's going to be super tricky to do that. Um, you know, so then it just forces us to be creative in the way that we're doing things. Well, suddenly, you know, you're thinking about things that you would have never thought of before. I mean, I blogged for six years, um, never thinking a minute about trying to generate income. Well, then. You know, 2010 came along and we our kids were a little bit older and I had a little bit more space. And so then I, I was like, okay, well, what, how can I, I knew at that point people were making money. How can I turn this into income generation? You know, so it was just a matter of, of telling my time, quote unquote, telling my time to do what I wanted it to do instead of, you know, just kind of as the activities would come, you know, like, okay, is this does this fit? Yeah, sure. There's space on the calendar, plug it in. So now we just say, well, nope, that doesn't, that doesn't fall into one of our, you know, roles and goals sections. So we're just not going to do it, even if there is time.
0: Mm. It sounds like what you're saying is, is you guys shifted from a perspective of asking your time for permission to telling your time what to do.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh, yes. That's good. It's It's almost like you said, you know what, here's, here's what we're going to, here's our time budget. We're going to tell our minutes what to do. Like you'd tell your, your dollars what to do.
1: That's exactly right. In fact, you know, it's funny that you say that because the person, the blogger I was working for at the time when, you know, this whole thing came up was Crystal Payne from, um, money saving mom. Nice. And so, I mean, she's great. We, you know, we had a great time together and that was the, that was actually the example that I gave to her, you know, cause she's a huge budgeting mm-hmm. girl. <laughs> so I was like, really, you're just thinking about your, the minutes of your day, just like you would think about the dollars in your wallet. You know, you're just, you're just budgeting your time. And she, and for her, she was like, Oh, light bulbs are going off in my brain. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it like made sense to her. And that's exactly right.
0: That's great. And I hope that that perspective changing, is you know, I mean I've I've been I mean I've heard this before, um, I've had these thoughts before, but it's a good reminder I think because I've been I think again here's here's me saying I personally have had that moment where it's like okay I've got to check with my uh, and and I think we still do that though I think we say hey let's check the budget you know and ask it for permission and then we realize oh we don't have enough okay well now we need to start. Um, budgeting for that. So it's kind of you you do still have to it's not like you're saying, you know, some people are like, well, if I don't check with my calendar to see if there's time, you know, the 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 calendar bank account, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yep. you don't know if there's uh margin or flexibility to start to even begin to budget time for those things. But you're saying come at it from the point of those roles and goals first. Right. Yeah, that's great. You
1: say, yeah, you really have to start from that. And then it really requires it's not easy. I, I don't want to make it sound like it's easy. So the guy who, who left the review and was like, Must be nice for you, you know, it it wasn't easy. You it requires a lot of thinking outside the box. Um, if you would have told me five years ago, six years ago, that we would be in this position now, working part-time and tag-teaming, homeschooling, I I wouldn't even have been able to even conceive of that, I think. You know, so you have to think outside the box. You have to explore things that you wouldn't normally explore. And on the flip side, you have to be willing to quit things or drop things. And, and that's hard. You also have to resist um, falling back into what is quote unquote normal or what you're used to.
0: Yeah, it's that it's almost like the time equivalent of the latte tax. Have you heard have you familiar with that phrase? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> For, it's true.
0: So the latte tax and I know you know, but the latte tax is basically something you haven't really thought about. It's it's that habitual Going back to Starbucks and, you know, no offense to Starbucks, but it's going back to, okay, we'll say coffee chain here <laughs> and grabbing that $5 of coffee, you know, daily. And when you add up $5 times, you know, the average 30 days in a month, that's like, what, $150? Yeah.
1: yeah. suddenly
0: you realize $150, I would have spent that on, you know, insert something here or saving towards a vacation. I would gladly give up that Daily Some wouldn't, but some you know I would gladly <laughs> give up that daily coffee or have bought something cheaper to made sure that there was money there for the vacation, and so you're, you're applying that to time, which is great.
1: Yeah.,
0: oh, I love it. Okay, so then what are some of the how, how are you I know we've talked through roles and goals. let's how are you doing the tag teaming? How does that play out inside after you've done roles and goals and your calendar, time, budget, perspective?
1: Right. Okay. So basically what we've done is we have split up our days into half half days essentially. So when I'm home with the kids, my husband is working and vice versa. So I will be at home with the kids, say, in the morning on certain days of the week. And when he comes home at lunch, then I go – and in, in he's home with the kids in the afternoon, our schedule varies from day to day, and I have to tell you that we are it's still in flex so some so going forward, we're thinking about maybe um time blocking our day now it's in in about four hour blocks um you know half day half day mm-hmm. um, but going forward, we're thinking about maybe. Doing like a full day of work for me. And then the next day he gets a full day of work. We're, we're trying to figure it out. Um, but I, we find that sometimes, especially for me, if there's anything that comes up in the schedule uh, related to the family and the kids in particular, a lot of times my work time is what gets squeezed out. So it's challenging to feel like I'm sitting down and actually getting a full four hours of work so you know it's just time blocking like you were saying before you know doing like tasks together um and for us you know we we work or we're homeschooling
0: i like that so then the other obvious question is when you are in a time block how do you make sure that you do what you're supposed to be doing during that time
1: block (laughs) oh man uh Well, the first thing is, is please don't text me. (laughs) You know, Like a lot of times that's that's what happens because I'm in a, you know, I'm in family mode. Maybe when my husband is at work, I have to remember, wait a second, he's supposed to be in work mode. I can't just text him with these random questions like, hey, did you email so-and-so back about the science book or whatever, you know? So I think being respectful of, um, you know, just making it known. In your family, hey, this is this is my time for work. So unless it's an emergency, you know, I need the space. Also, just for me personally, uh, you know, listening to music that is for me, it's classical music. Something that I can't sing to uh, is is helpful. It kind of drowns out what's around me, and um, you know, it helps me stay focused. I have to be really careful about where I go for um, my work time. I have not really a home office. I have a desk in the corner of our bedroom, which really is not ideal. Uh, but sometimes I go to the library and I have tried going to, you know, a coffee shop, but I find that I just find people too interesting. So I can't yeah. <laughs> really concentrate there. Um, another thing is, is I know a lot of people have like even rented office space or doing, you know, they're doing the co-office. Yeah co-sharing, how, whatever you call it. Um, for me, my parents live not too far away and they're usually at work during the day. So I'll go there and it's quiet and I can um, get some stuff done. Uh, turning off, you know, turning off email and stuff, you know, like the usual stuff, um, that helps as well. One person even suggested, although I haven't done it myself, is she logs out of her computer um, as her normal user. And then she has created a new user that doesn't have any of the bookmarks, doesn't have any of the, um, you know, saved passwords or whatever. So when she's in there, she's, you know, she can't quickly just, Oh, what, what happened on Facebook or whatever, you know, cause she'd have to uh, manually yeah. log in. That's um, that,
0: that actually is a really cool, I've heard people doing using, using, and I do this, I use different, different browsers, but that mm-hmm. takes it one step further of you'd have to log all the way out and log back in again to get to, you know, all your personal stuff.
1: Exactly. Vice
0: versa. That's great.
1: Yeah. Um, I think somebody just mentioned, have you heard of Ulysses?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's a, okay. a writing tool, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Somebody just mentioned somebody in my mastermind group, she's, was like, she's going on and about Ulysses. And I was like, well, that sounds interesting. You know, and I've, I haven't taken the plunge yet because, um, I tend, you know, I have a habit of <laughs> app jumping, mm-hmm. let's say, <laughs> but, um, you know, that, that distraction free writing, uh, you know, writing area sounds like a, a, you know, I think for a lot of people it might be helpful. I know it is for her.
0: Yeah, that's great. I love that. So then you're not, let me, let me ask this question. Um, so you, you try to make sure that when your time chunk it, you're you're in the right time and the right place for whatever the tasks at hand for that that are allotted for that are are
1: correct Ex- yes okay. and so like during like even during the day if i have uh to-dos that i write down or whatever i have a separate work to do list from you know my home to-do list and stuff you know so i'll just open the things that uh, that are relevant to work and you know tackle those
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're keeping like almost a a completely separate um, to do, you know, task tracking system for different roles.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do the same thing. (laughs) Some people are (laughs) like, so which task management system do you use? And I said, well, this one and this one. one." Yeah.
1: For what?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Somebody. uh, And I was talking with uh, Mike Vardy about that on his podcast Mm -hmm. and, and that said, no, that makes sense. You figured out what, what you need to do for you. So, and I think that's the, that's the point, right?
1: I definitely think that's the point. And it's so easy, isn't it? To be like, oh, so-and-so's doing that. So I'm going to try that, you know, but I find that after a while you sort of settle in to what really works for you.
0: Yeah. Well, Amy, it's been awesome talking with you. Let's get people directed towards where they can find you online and, Connected. Sign up for the newsletter and follow you or tweet you and all these different things.
1: All right. Well, I, I, most of my usernames and my website is amylynandrews.com. and I'm Amy Lynn Andrews on Twitter and Facebook and um, the newsletter. You can just go to my. Well, you can actually go to the and that'll take you to the sign up page. Or if you go to my website, um, you can sign up for it right at the top there, Friend Great. Center.
0: <laughs> awesome. Amy, yep. thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Eric.
0: So, you know what you need to do go sign up for the useletter at the useletter.com. It's that easy. I am a subscriber to the use letter. I wouldn't tell you to go sign up if I wasn't already using it. The use <laughs> I love it. I hope you enjoyed this. Go tweet Amy Lynn Andrews. Let her know what you learned from this episode. Tweet me as well and go take the headache out of scheduling your one-on-one and group meetings by using Doodle. You can do that and get started for free by going to list.com. Slash Doodle. I'm so sure you're going to love it. Some of you are going to need to upgrade to the $39 for a full year of Doodle Premium, which is an amazing bargain, by the way, to get calendar integration and notices and reminders and everything else that's on top of the already awesome Doodle. Again, beyond the to do list.com slash Doodle. Thank you for listening. If this episode has been as awesome to you as it has been to me, Go subscribe beyond the slash iTunes, or even go leave a rating or review there as well. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next episode.